Blessed and happy in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, shall we go into reflection, please? Reflection. Okay. Um, so for last week, um, what stood out was uh, how strategic uh, Joseph was as he sought to, to settle the uh, children of Israel in the land of Goshen. Um, we were reminded that Joseph did not lose focus of the, uh, the promise that God made unto Abraham. And in, uh, in resettling his family in the land of Goshen, he was always mindful of the promise of God to cause the children, the descendants of Abraham, to inherit the promised land. So while he deliberated on how to settle his people, one of the instructions that he gave to the children of Israel was that they should separate themselves rather than dwell in the environment of the Egyptians. And in order to ensure that he did not get any rebuttal from the Egyptians, he instructed the children of Israel to let the Egyptians know that they were shepherds. And as a result of that, the Egyptians would allow them to separate themselves because the the, the shepherd shepherds were a, an abomination unto the Egyptians. So, if they told the Egyptians that they were shepherds and they wanted to dwell in Goshen so that they could tend to their their flock, then the uh, Egyptians would not give any resistance to this desire for them to separate themselves and to, to, uh, to dwell in the land of Goshen. And uh, one of the benefits also of separating themselves from the Egyptians was that they were not afflicted by the various plagues that uh, that were visited upon the Egyptians. So while the Egyptians were plagued with frogs and blood in their water and various types of plagues and then the, um, 
the death of their firstborn and all the affliction that the Lord God visited upon them, the children of Israel were not affected. And also, a benefit of that strategy was to also enable them to be able to to move quickly when the time came for them to move out of Egypt. So by them being separate from the Egyptians, it made it easier for them to gather themselves together and to move quickly out of Egypt at the time when it was required. So Joseph uh, was bearing all of that in mind as he planned, as he, as he contemplated on the promise of God to Abraham and what will be required of the children of Israel when the time came for them to, to, uh, to leave Egypt. Um, one other thing we learned was that um, in the same way that the children of Israel separated themselves, we as Christians also need to separate ourselves. Therefore, we need to ensure that our attitudes and our behaviors, our character is different from others in and around our environment as we seek to be righteous before the Lord our God we ought to be called out and separate so we should not be gravitating towards the attitudes and behavior of uh, the general public but we need to be able to stand out as Christians and be different so that we can be righteous before the Lord, our God. So that was what stood out for me in the... Oh, great, 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 great. Everybody, shall we just praise the Lord for... Amen. Carol. Amen. Amen. Everybody's going to give you a reflection tonight. <laughs> yes, everybody. Even if it's one sentence that you heard, you are going to share it. So everybody get ready. Yeah. Okay, everybody. this is uh, Reverend Felicia. Yes, go on. Yeah, I know I wasn't last week, but uh, I, I, I always go back to listening to the messages. Uh, one thing I got from last week's uh, message uh, the Bible teaching uh, was uh, how Joseph handled forgiveness with his brothers. And uh, that uh, his wisdom, the way he dealt with with, uh, with, uh, with his brothers. After uh, in the previous chapters that we saw where he told them that he was Joseph that was sold by his brothers. And later on, he did not go back to dwell on, on that issue, but now he, he portrayed love towards his brothers. And uh, by since he has been in Egypt and knew all their customs, 
he was able now to advise his, his family, his brethren, what they were going to, to, to say to, to Pharaoh because he, he, he wanted them to come and live in the land of Goshen. And uh, that he, he really instructed them because he knew their customs. He knew that the Egyptians did not like, they don't like shepherds. And that if they, if his brothers were, and his parents were coming to live in, in the city, they, they might eventually end up being killed or being harmed. So he advised them that the land of Goshen was the best place for them to be. And uh, I think he was still like uh, reflecting and still remembering the covenant that God had with Abraham. So it, it boiled down on, uh, as Christians, uh, like we have to separate ourselves, just like uh, uh, Mr. Rosley have said, talked about separation, separating themselves from, uh, uh, from the Egyptians. We as Christians, when we give our life to the Lord, do we separate ourselves? Do we live as children of God? Do we, do, do we, do, have we allowed the word of God to transform our character, our attitude? Or do we still hang out or behave the way the, 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 the people who have not had an encounter or have not given their life to Christ? And I talked about, uh, 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 the other thing I learned from him is that uh, uh, from that teaching last week was about obedience, how he really, he obeyed, he followed the commandments, the precepts, the directions of God. So sometimes when the Lord asks us to do certain things, and if we don't do them the way God wants it, we don't get the blessing. So it taught me about uh, uh, really obedience to God's a command, instructions. And uh, as Christians, we need to separate ourselves. We need, to, we need to separate ourselves from the things that corrupt the image of Christ in us. Uh, uh, as Christians, we also need to have that heart of uh, compassion, that heart of uh, 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 the spirit, the, the heart of obedience, that we have to be very, very you know, prompt in our obedience in responding to the instructions of God. And uh, another thing I gathered from that uh, 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 Bible study last week again to, uh, it was when sisters, uh, um, hello? Yeah, we are here. Yeah, when uh, Minister Rosling asked a question, uh, I think uh, he said, uh, uh, the children of Israel, the, the brothers of uh, Joseph, they were able to, when they stayed in the land of uh, Goshen, that is separated themselves from the Egyptians. When the plague came, the plague did not affect them like it affected the other, the, the Egyptians. And that when it was time for them to move to the promised land, it was easy for all of them to, to move because they had separated themselves. So it, it really taught me another lesson that, uh, Sometimes we, we compromise our, our Christianity. Sometimes we compromise our, our, our obedience by, you know, we compromise the word of God by doing things that are not, are not right. But if, we, as, if we, we obey the Lord and we separate ourselves as Christians, as believers, then when calamities want to come or where evil want to come, it is not gonna touch us. But if we don't separate ourselves, 
eventually when evil wants to come, just like the plague in the land of, uh, the plague that, uh, the plague of judgment that affected Egypt, not all the, the Israelites or the Jewish that were there at that time, not all of them were, were, were not all of them escaped from that plague. Those who disobeyed, those who did not obey the Lord, they were affected by the plague. So I, I, the one thing I get up from there was that prompt obedience is very, very important with our work in the Lord. And for us to receive the blessing, since we're in the season of expecting the release of the blessings of God upon our life, our character will have to be sincere, our attitude, everything, we have to align it according to the word of God for to see the manifestation of the blessings of God. Uh, I'll end there. Amen. Amen. Shall we all appreciate Reverend Felicia? Okay. Amen. All right. Next, everybody's giving reflection tonight. Hello. Okay. What I got from the lessons of last week and all the other lessons is how Joseph um, view, views and how the Holy Spirit leads him and how he listened to the Lord. Um, he decided not to sin. He decided not to grieve the spirit. He obeyed everything the Lord had said to him. He didn't want to go against God's word. He never once did wanted to sin against the Lord. So he listened to everything that was said to him and what he should have done. And he used it. God gave him the wisdom to, to do the right thing, that he followed all the, the, the right thing that God gave him to do. He helped his brothers, although they reminded him of her, uh, he reminded them that he was Joseph's dead soul and how he had forgiven them, how forgiveness is a part of the Christian walk and how no matter what we go through with others who are not of us or who are Christian, we have to learn to forgive. Um, sometimes we have to swallow a lot of pills a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff to 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 know to to um to ask for forgiveness you know and and then we have to pray about it because it is the hardest thing to do when you have to go to that person um he also um even when you know he cried the grief the pain that he was um holding or that was in his heart he let go everything he let go of every thing that was hurting him. He hugged them because he missed them so much that the love for his brother, he could not curse them. He could not say anything bad about them. You know, you know, he just reminded them, this I am, but I'm not gonna not gonna take any revenge. I'm not gonna do anything because I love you. And this is our love is for that we should love our brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes, we do things, but sometimes we we don't have to actually go to that person and live with them. But, you know, just to let go of all our griefs and all our all the stuff that we have in our heart that's a paper, you have to let it go. And so we have to follow the steps of Joseph, how he obeyed God, how he listened to what he said and how he, he, used, he uses wisdom to, to fulfill, to, to help his family because he learned the whole the Egyptian stuff that they do and how he showed them where to live and how he gave them ideas and, and advice them what to say to to the king so they would not be um, hurt or harmed. 
and to show how he loved them, he, 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 that he had forgiven them, he protected them um, by showing that, you know, that giving them advice on how to live and how to move in the, in the Egyptian world. Um, he also, uh, that as Christian, when, when, when if we believe and trust in God, as Joseph trusted everything that God tell him to do, I said to him, that we also should believe and trust in it because it's the same thing. Nothing has changed. It's just a different time. And, and, and we have to move the same way, trust and believe in God that no matter what, because everything that we own, everything that we have in our possession belongs to God. Nothing belongs to us. And so if we have, <clears throat> give us little money, we got to give it to the tithe and give in our offering because Joseph also, we had to do these things. He said, be obedient and we will be blessed. It's also with the coming of Deuteronomy 28. We will be blessed in the city, blessed. And we're going in and we're calling out. If God give us money to bless others, he give us jobs to bless others. He didn't give to bless ourselves, yes, but also to use that money or to use to give our blessings from that with much more. To open the window to pour out all the blessings. So that is how I got it with, with Joseph and with the blessing that that um if we obey, be obedient to his word and trust in him, he what he will do for us. Amen. Amen. Shall we appreciate our sister Lily? Hallelujah. God bless you. Next. Next, nobody is exempted. Even if so, you better listen to what other people are saying so you can catch a fish. Catch Everybody a fish. must catch a fish. Yes, next. Do I start calling names? Hi, Dr. Yeah. Nora. Okay. Uh, what I'm gathering from um, the study um, with um, Joseph and his brothers and the power that is in forgiveness. We are not hearing you. Can you speak a little louder, please? What um, What I want to say about um, the scripture with um, Joseph and his brothers and the power that is in forgiveness and love is that even though his brothers um, hated him and um, tried to, to get rid of him, you know, Joseph still loved because he could have turned his back on his brothers, but he did not. He forgave them and he did not hold any grudge against them. And uh, what this scripture is actually showing us is that we should not hold grudges against someone for what they do towards us. Because if we are believing in the scriptures and in the word of God, it tells us that we have to love no matter what. Because the same person that 
you try to hurt is the same person that's going to come back and save you. You know, and Joseph could have done that to his brothers, but he did not do that. You know, he stood up for them and let them know that, listen, I will do for you in your time of need. Mm. And you can trust me and depend on me no mm. matter what. So sometimes uh, in our human self, you know, we want to stick it to that person. But because we are learning how to change our life and our lifestyle, you know, we're not just here to listen to the word and then we kick our teeth troops and say, you know what, tomorrow for you. But we have to practice, you know, as we are being taught and learn to love no matter what, because God could turn his back on us too, but he hasn't. So what I am learning is that, you know, we have to learn to practice the things and with the attitudes and our behavior as we learn how to forgive and how to love one another. So that is my take on it. Oh, so I will appreciate it, Sonora. Great, 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 great. Yeah. Even if you were not there last week, we haven't teaching forgiveness since last year, March. So you must have something to say about forgiveness. Amen? Amen. All right. So whatever you have learned about forgiveness, we are sharing tonight. Because we are positioning ourselves for blessing. In positioning ourselves for blessing, we need to remember some of the things that we need to do in order for us to possess our blessings. Amen? Amen. So everybody, you got to get yourself ready to share something tonight? Amen. Amen. Okay. Next, um, please. Mm -hmm. Good night, everyone. Good night, Dr. Pauline. Good night, Princess Shala. Good night. Um, briefly, um, what I remember about forgiveness um, that stood out to me most is that if we, you said forgiveness is um, witchcraft. And you said, if, yes. we, if we don't, pardon? Unforgiveness. Oh, yes, thanks. Um, unforgiveness, <laughs> thank you. If un unforgiveness is um, a frame of witchcraft, and if we don't forgive, you know, people that hurt us deeply, we will only set ourselves back. And sometimes we don't realize why we're unable to move forward you know with certain circumstances is because that people have hurt us and we haven't forgiven them sometimes we tell ourselves that oh you know i'll forgive them but deep down we haven't so because of that is like we we hold our blessings back it's been withheld from us because at the end of the day like you said if god you know didn't forgive us you know you know what would have happened to us you know to this day and it goes back, you know, similarly with Joseph, you know, though his brothers causing so much hurt and pain, you know, when they, you know, met with each other, he had to, you know, have that heart of forgiveness. You know, his heart was filled with so much love for them because, you know, at the end of the day, they're his brothers, you know, and he had to love them. He had to forgive them. He had to let go 
or else he wouldn't be prosperous, you know, in the way, you know, he had. Also, um, um, there's something, oh yes, you also spoke about, you know, as Christians, we have to separate ourselves and it doesn't necessarily mean physically, but mentally and spiritually. That the things that we used to do as sinners, we cannot do and, you know, as the other sinners do, but rather yet, we are the ones that should be setting examples for them to follow. Um, you said other things, but I'll stop there for now. Thank you. <laughs> Shall we appreciate Princess Shala? God bless you. Amen. Yes, please. Okay. Good night, Dr. Pauline Wally and everyone. Good Can't night. You How are you doing? Good night. I'm good. So, in the whole work of Joseph, to me, like when I look into Joseph's life and teaching of Joseph and what he has portrayed for us this time of life. You know, the forgiveness. And when you look at the things that his brother, his blood brother did to him, it's horrible. And for us as human, when we look at things that people have done to us, we will want to fight back. We will want to persecute them. We will want to get back at them. But if you could imagine your own brother sold you from freedom into slavery, it is very horrible. And he had that love of Christ in his heart at the point when he was at the top, when he right up at the, at the throne, when he had that, that power in his hands to take revenge, he did not. Mm. He hugged them with forgiveness and he forgave. And he, the, the, the most thing that touches me that he cried and his voice was heard to many Egyptians outside, how much he grieved, how much it hurt him, or the pain he got through day by day, year after year before he, and he bundled that pain inside. But the moment he saw his brother, he ready there to forgive because he have the love of Jesus. Mm. You know, when Jesus touches and we have his love, no matter what people done to us, mm we were able to forgive as the way Joseph forgave them. We, mm -hmm. you, so, as some human being, they will say, put them into prison. They have prison me. <laughs> throw them back into the pit. They have thrown me into the pit. <laughs> Take everything from them. They have taken my father love from me. You know, and we, we as human, we come down to the lowest and we want to do these things. And it is very challenging. And they said, revenge is the sweetest thing. But when you look at Joseph's life, we could pattern our life as a human being. He was just like us. He's a human being just like us. He has flesh, he has blood, he has emotion, everything like us. Mm. And he willing to forgive. And that teaches that we are not less. We could forgive if we do have the love of Christ in our heart. We could forgive those that wrong us and those that hurt us. 
those that put us into prison, those that throw us down the pit, those that say evil word about us, you know, and he, and the other thing that touched me, that although Joseph go through all of these things, God's hands was upon his life. He was there fulfilling the purpose for his brethren, for his family. So in our life, we are in the hands of God. We are the hands of Jesus Christ mm. to fulfill a purpose. When we come to church, we give God worship to bring down his spirit to manifest in our family, mm. in our home, in our surrounded, because mm. there was a purpose in our life as God's hand was upon Joseph to fulfill his purpose. Mm. So we are in the hands of Christ to fulfill a purpose in our day and our time. Mm. Thank you. I'll Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. <laughs> Ness, please. Ness, whatever you have heard, it's been one year since we're talking about Forgiveness, whatever yeah. you heard, even from the people talking now, yeah. you can you can you can learn something. Learn something from somebody and speak. <laughs> Hello, Dr. Pauline. Hello. Hello, Everybody. how are you doing? <laughs> I'm okay. Mm. Unforgiveness. We learn about unforgiveness, but unforgiveness is a is a um, process because sometimes we really think we forgive people, but we really don't. You know, it's like we put it doormat. And Joseph, he had a long time to sort out that unforgiveness because I sure. If he had catch his brothers like I hear, or maybe less or even more, he would sure do them in with whatever it is. Because unforgiveness even bring anger. Mm. But then um, he had his vision mm. and he went through a series of things to come to the position where God wanted him. So with that, Joseph healed with his unforgiveness so he could forgive his brothers. Yes, when you remember it, it will hurt. Our, um, he was crying because of the separation of his brothers and what his brothers did to him. But he reached to the level that he could give un, um, forgiveness. So sometimes it's not easy to forget some things because some things can crucial. Somebody can kill your child. And yeah, we are, we are Christian and we're supposed to forgive. But I don't think you're just going to forgive like that. You're going to have to go through a process to, mm -hmm. to, to forgive. And that's the way I see unforgiveness. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Oh, praise God. Thank you. Sister Monica, God bless you. Any other, please? We still have about five more that have not spoken. 
Yes, pick up something for what somebody has said. We've been on for one year. Over one year. Well, uh, Dr. Pauline, this is yes, Sister. Yes. All right. Uh, uh, I, uh, unforgiveness is an everyday walk because it's every day that somebody might uh, possibly might say something or do something that you don't like or you don't know how to deal with it or it might dwell with you. So I I learned about unforgiveness years ago, but it's always, um, I, you know, so many versions of people saying, oh, we're Christians, we don't have to, you know, so many Christian versions of unforgiveness. But the way you taught it is that it's an everyday walk. And uh, sometimes as Christians, we, you know, older Christians I'm talking about, sometimes we, we, we can just not feel it, uh, make it a everyday walk because we're busy doing something. But I, when I was, when, as I was saying years ago, when God healed me, every day of my life, I had to ask for forgiveness. And I, it was like, I just asked for it. I'm asking for it again, again, Lord. And so I can, I can feel what you're saying when you talk about unforgiveness because it was something it was a a a a a way of life because i not just because i needed to be healed but because that's where god was leading me if i wanted to be healed if i wanted all that sickness to come out of me and it was a everyday asking and 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 just going before god and letting him know how much this meant to me and asking for forgiveness, especially when I, with my husband, you know. So it was that kind of unforgiveness that I probably didn't even know I had. And it was that prayer of forgiveness uh, that I had to continue to ask because I did not want to live my life the way the doctors said that they, I, I was going to live it. I, I, I found that that was a way of life and I got away from it sometime. And, uh, but I brought, it was brought back to me again. And you, the way you shared it with us in Genesis with Joseph and his brothers, it was, and when I, you know, it was just awesome because when I go to the commentaries and I always say this to you, uh, they don't, they don't tell it like that. They just, they don't, they don't uh, explain it step by step way of saying, this is how you, you know, look at Joseph. This is a perfect example of a person why we should be, you know, forgiven. They'll say, oh, Jesus died on the cross and he forgave, you know. But this is also a way of teaching our own children how, what forgiveness means, you know, and, and, and there's examples of this in the Bible. So I appreciate uh, how it was brought back and uh, into my heart and, and how I realized that it's an everyday walk. And even when I'm walking on the streets, I say, Lord, forgive me if I said something to that person or forgive me if I thought that way, because the enemy comes in and he, you know, in various forms. And sometimes we don't even know that the enemy is playing on our emotions. And so what I begin to do 
uh, Lord, just forgive me. Forgive me if I spoke wrong to so or whatever it might be. And I feel good about it. I mean, I know about it years, but still, like I said, sometimes we busy with this and that and that, and we get away from it. And even people who I can't understand how people uh, have an ought against God. And sometimes people who does that, sometimes I think that they have a little mental health issue because they're blaming God. And I know it's easy to do that because we don't get what we want right away. But even in that, I ask God to forgive me if I'm not patient or if I have a uh, thought that he had made a mistake, uh, God made a mistake. I would say, Father God, forgive me for thinking, for not being grateful, for not appreciating because that kind of spirit also comes into play when you don't get what you want or you, or you think it's too long or you have gone out of the will of God and, and, and consulted someone else and you thought about who is talking in your ear? Who are you listening to? And that is so important when we are um, uh, making decisions uh, and not consulting God. That is so important because if we have the wrong person uh, that uh, we are consulting with, or we have people that we are consulting with that don't have our best interest, that's another sign of, uh, of, of it may not be to others a sign of sin or anything like that, but it's definitely a sign of not trusting God, not believing God. So um, I, I is you know one of the things of Christian faith is to not forget what we learn, but always remember even when not just in the time of trouble, but even when we don't have any issues or things that we are asking God for. So I just want to say thank you very much. Uh, been a blessing and, and you know is uh, I feel uh, good about the things that I've been doing um, uh, I don't uh, I'm not I don't want to get too busy where I forget God because uh, I forget what God has done for me so I just say thank you very much <laughs> amen thank you Sister God bless. Amen. who else <laughs> Who else? Um, Dr. Polly, now go. Okay, go. <laughs> so what I what I learned. Listen so louder, please. Are you at work? No, Dr. Polly, I'm not at work. Okay, now you are speaking a little louder. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, from what I learned about um Joseph, and um and um forgiveness. Uh, Abraham had a vision, but you know it was it was carried down to Joseph. And um, sometimes we might receive visions, or you know, God give us a vision, or we get a prophetic word, and you know we're gonna walk through the valley of the shadow of death before that come to pass. And sometimes when you know it's our loved ones, our family, or close friend who hurt us. You know, we resent, we become bitter, we get angry. But we never see, you know, the challenges of life, you know, you know, as um, something that, you know, is preparing 
the way for better things. So instead of getting better, we get bitter. But when we are bitter, when we are angry, and when we refuse to forgive, you know, we hurt, we become ill. You know, the edge of protection around our life is broken down. Because, mm. you know, when we walk according to God's laws, you know, it builds a hedge of protection around us. So when we refuse to forgive, you know, we offer up our prayers even unto the Lord. Are our prayers being answered? You know, and when that edge of protection is broken around us, the enemy can plunder us. Mm. But when we, when we begin to forgive, we begin to heal. Amen. Healing we give. And, you know, everything gets better. You know, we don't remain in bitterness. You know, when I was younger, my mother always have a saying, you know, she used to say, you know, show me your company and I'll tell you who you are. Uh, and, um, you know, in the process, you know, when we're going through the valley of the shadow of death, who are we listening as you always ask us? Who are we listening to? Who is giving us advice? Who is giving us counsel? Because, you know, those who are giving us counsel or advice, are they godly counsel? Are, or are they godly advice? Because if we're not listening to godly counsel and godly advice, then it pushes us further down, you know, into the valley of the shadow of death. You know, we, you know, so just like Joseph, uh, you know, like um, last week you talked about uh, Joseph, you know, where because of the, Joseph explained to them that the famine had, you know, had started and it was going to get worse. So he counseled his father and his brothers to choose Goshen. You know, they went to Goshen and as Sister Carol, you know, explained last week, you know, like, you know, they separate themselves from, um, you know, they had to separate themselves, you know, in a place where they could get out, in a place they would, you know, where they'd be safe, in a place where, you know, they could possess, they possession themselves, in other words, for their blessing. They follow the guidance of Joseph, you know, and you always tell us that if God tell us to do something, we should do something. So, you know, we know that we have to forgive. And when we forgive, that's how, you know, that's a way of, you know, possessing ourselves for mm. our blessing, mm. you know, for God to part his blessing in our lives. But when we refuse to forgive and we hold on to unforgiveness, mm. where are we going? How are we going? You know, how can we experience the joy of salvation if we continue to hold on to unforgiveness? That is what I take away from that, from what I've been learning about unforgiveness. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you. Amen, amen. All right. Who else? Who else, please? We have, okay. Sister Carol Adams. <laughs> Are you at work? All right. Sister Felicia Morgan. Hello, Sister Felicia. We haven't heard your voice in a while.
All right. Okay, so uh, Carol is at work, so Felicia Morgan, I don't know where you are. Okay, and then whose number is uh, 646 4888 Whose number is this? Is this Sandra? No. Okay. All right, so Sathya, give yours. Sister Andrea. Huh? Andrea Jr. Yeah, you have to give yeah. reflection. Yeah. In the past one year, we've been talking about forgiveness. What have you learned? I recorded whatever. <clears throat> when I learned, um, like the way oh, you speak about Joseph and his brother, and that kind of really touched me, you know, because, um, you know, sometimes you think you never have a person, but it's when when you see reality stepping, you know that you're not a person, you have a person. And I look at how Joseph forgave his brothers, them, and him never make him never make a um a fuss with them. He still loved them the same way. And it bring me back, um, you know, back then when I was in I much younger and when people do me anything like a party and I would have, have them up and honestly when you start speak about the unforgiveness um like a party it made me realize um you gotta see who you have up from who you don't have up you understand me and this kind of really helped me a lot you know to let go of her stuff mm -hmm. and and I, I am I am I'm getting there to let go of her stuff and you know like um with unforgiveness that people were doing things from way back then and it's it's helping me a lot to let go. And I like that because if Joseph himself wasn't um what was what was his brother them doing, he sold him and and he turned one forgive them, Dr. Pauline and God still God bless him. That's telling me that I can do the same thing to let go of her stuff and God you know, will bless me mm. and do what is right in my life. And that helped me a lot. Mm. I just want to thank you for that because you you have opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. I mean, I don't say something sometimes, but you open my eyes to a lot of stuff. And sometimes when I go back over and I look at it, I'm like, mm. look at that, eh? you think you never have a person, but within your heart, you know you have a person. Because sometimes you know my job, sometimes something's happening and you know you keep talking about it, keep talking about it. That means you still about the person. Mm. So this helped me a lot to let go and make God have his way. So I just want to say thank you for what for that forgiveness. Amen. 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 Thank God. Thank God. Thank you, Sandra. All right. Sister Felicia. Are you there? Okay. So almost everybody has spoken. And uh, next week we'll be going into Genesis 47. I will encourage everybody to read it because we are going into a realm where we will start seeing another aspect of the word of God. I've always said God reveals to redeem. 
God reveals to redeem. God reveals to redeem. The essence of revelation is that God wants you to know either what he, God, is planning and how the devil plans to interfere or whatever the enemy is planning and how God wants to deliver you from that evil. Just like the Lord Jesus Christ taught us to pray, our Father which art to heaven, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it goes on and says, deliver and deliver us from evil. So when you look at this, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then it goes on and says, deliver us from evil. And it also says, forgive us our debt as we forgive them that trespass against us. This is to show that whenever God gives you a big promise, the devil will fight it. That is why he says, forgive us our sins as we forgive them that trespass against us. Forgive us as we. So which means that if you don't forgive, you cannot receive forgiveness. Forgiveness is give and take. Forgiveness is an investment where we invest our lives into the hands of God and say, the devil cannot take my life. And on the opposite side, unforgiveness is witchcraft. Witchcraft. You see, unforgiveness is witchcraft because one, a heart that is not willing to forgive always seek revenge. An unforgiving heart will not make room to make peace, will not make room to make correction, will not make room to change, to repent, will not make room for transformation. So unforgiving is a spirit that destroys destiny. Is a witchcraft spirit because it competes with God. People who cannot forgive, they are always looking for a way to revenge, to fight back, to hurt somebody, to do anything that will make you bitter. You know, there is this story, I don't want to mention the island. I went to an island and uh, there were people that used to be in that church and uh, they were no more there. And uh, unconsciously, I asked for one of them because she was very active in that church. She was everything in that church. And uh, 
out of maybe, I don't know what happened. And I said, where is sister so so and so? I miss her, where is she? And the church went quiet. After the church service, I asked the pastor, I said, well, I've been here for days. I have not seen this one, so person. Mm. The pastor said, you remember her? I said, yeah. Because of what she did, da, 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 da. the pastor said, yeah. He said, you know, sometimes people come into the church, we don't know who they are. And their target is to come and take away the seed of the church, the good things in the church. It says, a new person joined the church and uh, for whatever reason, this uh, lady that I asked for started giving ride on Sundays to this new person, not knowing the new person that came was sent by Satan, was an agent of Satan. So that person lured her, lured that active and prominent sister to move away. First of all, invited her to another to, to, to a program. And for whatever reason, she got carried away with that program. And the lady said, oh, you know, uh, uh, come and stay in this place. So in short, she relocated from where she used to be and went and stayed. And then she fell sick. When she fell sick, she couldn't come to church. And the pastor's wife decided to visit her. When the pastor's wife visited her, the pastor's wife discovered what it was. That lady that came to church was sent by Satan. She was an agent of Satan to come and pull down that church. So in the what I want to point to is, because I asked for her openly, people called her and told her everything I said. And she called me. When she called me, I asked her, I said, what are some of the revelations and dreams you have had? Everything, every revelation she had, pointed to the fact that the new friend that came to church was a witch who came to steal, to kill, and to destroy her destiny from where God has planted her. She was full of bitterness against the pastor and the pastor's wife. She was full of bitterness against almost everybody in the church. How did it start? Because this new person is asking her questions. Oh, you see how that sister behaved towards you? Who is she? The witchcraft spirit is always looking for faults. It's always memory. It's always complaining. 
So that spirit of witchcraft was being pushed into her heart, into her mind, into her soul, into her spirit, until she was no longer interested in this church that she has been planted, where God was using her mightily. That which caused her to hate the pastor, the pastor's wife, hate almost everybody in the church, became bitter, angry, and, you know. So when she called me, I asked her, why did you leave? Why didn't you speak to the pastor? Why didn't you find a way to resolve the matter? She said, the lady said, you can move on. You don't have to resolve anything. After all, they can, they, 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 that, that church cannot succeed without you. After all, that church cannot succeed without you. That is witchcraft. That is pure witchcraft. The church cannot succeed without you. So leave. That is competing with God, lifting her above God above the purpose of God. And if everybody will remember, when we're doing, uh, when we're at a point when we're doing sincerity, we saw that the fig tree became pompous, proud, fame, famous, and felt that he didn't need the fruit of the Holy Spirit. He can do whatever he wants. And Jesus got there and Jesus cursed the fig tree. I told her, I said, listen, you have started manifesting high level witchcraft. Because the lady told you the church cannot do without you. And you believed it and you packed and you left. I said, now your position is empty. You have to be very careful. I said, the only time you find healing is if you go back and speak to the pastor and the pastor's wife. All the people that you think have offended you, you need to go make peace because Jesus came to save us from destruction. And where you cannot forgive, and you see, if you cannot forgive, you are practicing witchcraft, pure witchcraft. So you can see that Joseph, oh my goodness, my goodness. Next week, we are going to see more of it. Joseph made sure he did not practice witchcraft, did not manifest witchcraft, did not demonstrate witchcraft, but made sure he forgave, he forgave after 17 years of not seeing his father. And you know what you will see next week about the number 17 is going to be very interesting. The number seven and 17, you are going to see the impact of the number 17 and 17. That is why when somebody offends you and you don't mend the problem within three days, seven days, 14 days, 21 days, hey, my goodness. Forget about going to heaven. Forget about going to heaven. Forget it. You can't enter heaven. You cannot. It is the word of God. Challenge me. Next week, come. 
come and see what I'm talking about. That if somebody offends you, you don't resolve the problem. You move away. You go away. You are bitter. You are angry. You don't resolve the matter. Three days pass. It becomes seven. It becomes 14. It becomes 17. It becomes 21. Hello? You don't have a place in heaven because you have rejected the purpose of salvation. You are insulting the purpose of the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. You have injected yourself out of the hand of salvation. You have taken yourself out of the presence of God. No heaven for you. You have joined the camp of Satan. Witchcraft, witchcraft, witchcraft. Beloved, we have been on this for over one year. We started last March. March that pass is one year. And now we are about one year, how many months? One year plus some months. As many times I, I think we're coming to an end, I will see a revelation that points me to something we have left behind. Because forgiveness is not easy. Jesus died on the cross, shed his blood to wash away our sins so we can get forgiveness. Everybody, let's pray. Pray for yourself as I pray for myself, that tonight we will learn to resolve our hurt. We will release ourselves from stubbornness that the Lord will turn the heart of stone into the heart of flesh. That we will forgive no matter what. This woman is sick. She has gone from place to place, one prayer house to the other, and she can't get healing. I told her point blank. Witchcraft entered your heart. People you loved started become people you hated. People you loved, suddenly you are bitter against them. You don't want to see them again. The very pastor you were seven. You let the accommodation they gave you. You didn't tell them. You moved away without telling them, come and take your accommodation, pastor. Take your car, pastor. You just moved out. You moved out. And you left the house for thieves and rogues to break in. Thieves and ropes, because the Bible says the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The thief stole her away, and she also left the apartment they gave her for thieves to come and to come and invade. Father, we thank you and we bless you because you reveal to redeem. Father, enable us. 
to seek you when we see a revelation, when we receive a revelation. Forgive us, O God, that sometimes we have been offended by the revelation we receive. We have moved away because of the revelation. We have severed relationship because of the revelation. We don't want to talk to people again because of a revelation instead of us to resolve the matter. Instead of us to forgive, to resolve the matter and forgive. Father, today, we see that Joseph did not put his family in a wrong place, but positioned them. Oh, my goodness. He positioned them. Oh, we will be talking about the positioning as well. How Joseph positioned his family so that even during the plague, they maintained the position. Those who did not maintain the position were perish with the plague. Perish. Perish. Father, deliver us from evil. As we are fasting and praying to reposition ourselves, enable us, O oh God, that no information will cause us to be bitter and angry. No witch will uproot us from the place you have planted us. No witch, no wizard. That's right will interfere with our lives and our relationship. And we shall not be like the fig tree that refused to bear fruit where it was planted. Help us, O God, and deliver us from evil. Jesus In Jesus' name, name we pray. Amen. 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 If you have your water or your water or what do we call it now? Communion. Mm -hmm. Please take it. Are you ready? Yes. With your communion? Yes. Everybody unmute yourself. Everybody unmute yourself at the side. Unmute, unmute, unmute. <sighs> everybody unmute yourself. I want to hear everybody make a declaration. Make a declaration over your communion that the Lord will give you the heart of flesh, the heart, the heart that forgives. The heart that forgives. The Lord will give me a heart of flesh that forgives. Thank 
that the blood of condemnation will be removed from our family, from our lives, from our environment. Oh, yes. We have seen them falling short of your blood. We have seen them falling short of your blood. And today, we are asking for restoration. Yes, By the power of the blood of Jesus. By the power of the blood of Jesus. Heal our hearts. Heal our Our mind from confusion. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Which, living in our hair or on our head. Yes, Lord. No, which will control our our mind. Yes, Lord. No, which will steal our eyes. From seeing the goodness of God. That from today, we see clearly. The goodness of God. We shall not be confused. Because the witch should not dwell on our head. Not put the false crown upon our head. In the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you. That today you are giving us a new heart. A new mind. A new eye. A new eye. A new reasoning. And you will we shall no longer be deceived. We shall, we shall not be stolen away from your presence. We shall We shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In Jesus' name we pray. If you have water, you can sip it or drink it, whatever. If you have your communion, you can eat the bread. And drink the wine. Amen. 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 Now begin to declare that I am blessed.
and uh, we continue praying for um, overcomers expression. Um, good evening, everybody. Good evening. I would, I would like to follow up with the announcement um, regarding the SOD class for PWDI. Um, for so two emails have been sent out. The first one is for constant contact. Is really like the way that you did it the first time for Freedom One. You're registering in um, the payments. You know it has to. It's either at the door or Zelle or Cash App or PayPal. Um, all those informations is in the first email. The second email now is for PWDI. All the links to direct you to PWDI website is in the email. I took out my time to do a detailed tutorial for everybody on how to navigate through PWDI website, as well as how to create your account on PWDI website. If you are going to be a student through the PWDBI <laughs> for the institution itself, you must have an account through PWDI website. This is how you're going to be able to submit your assignments, be able to um, look at your quizzes that you have to do, and this is where your grades will be handed in. If you do not have an account through the website, then you're unable to properly participate in the classroom. So that's why two emails were sent out. The first one was for constant contact, giving you the information as well as how much the course class, the, the course cost, the cost, the payment for the course. And the second email is for the website itself. So if you have any questions or concerns, please reach out to me through the church. <laughs> In group chat, or you can reach out to Reverend Althea as well. Um, I announced this as well on Sunday. I have resent the emails twice, actually, um, from Sunday and also Monday evening. Um, if you still have not received the emails, that means either your email is full or you're, you have a new email address that you are currently working with, but we do not have. So please reach out to the leaders and they will reach out to me. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Uh, thank you. Um, now, today I did something. I try something. Sometimes when I ask people, why were you not on Bible study? Oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot. So, especially when it is Bible studies, I will use, I will, you will receive a call. When you, I was surprised, people who have not been coming on Bible studies, when I called, they called me back. So when you receive the call, you don't have to call me back. Just come on Zoom. All right? All right, everybody? Amen. Okay, that's
Yeah. So I like some, I like what some people did. When they received the call, they only they tested me and say they are on, they're on their way, they are coming. All right. So the, if you receive a call prior to maybe prayer meeting or anything we are doing, it is just to remind you that we are we are waiting for you. Okay. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you all. And uh let's share the grace. The grace, the grace of, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, of God and the fellowship of, of, of the Holy Spirit, Spirit. be with us, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, Surely goodness and mercy and mercy shall follow us all the days, days of our lives. Our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and forever. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you for coming on. God bless you. Amen. See you on Thursday, either online or at the church. Hey, sorry, everybody, listen. This Thursday, we are starting with practicals. This new session, we are starting with practicals. Warfare. So, yeah, so if you can come to the church, fine. What's practical? Practical? Yeah, what do you do? You want to get an example or something? No, I can't give you an example here. Everybody no, no. here is not a student. No. I know. No. Only I'm not no. asking to give me I said, an example. I said I'm, everybody on this line is not a student. I know that. I am I am I aware. cannot I cannot explain practical to you, please. No, I'm saying what is you why do we have to come to the church? That's what I'm that's the I purpose. said you either come to, if you can come to the church, fine. But we are going to have practicals. Okay. If you cannot come, you want to stay on Zoom, fine. Okay. But I can't explain it on this line. No, I, I got that. But we we don't have to be in person for you to do practicals. That's what I'm saying. No, you, you don't have Just to be watch. in person, but it's for your own advantage. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thank you, too. Okay.